Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. It's a privilege for me to welcome the Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid, to Philadelphia. Hey, Senator, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for allowing me to be on your show. Hey, I'm thrilled to have you and to uh, to talk about your brand new book, The Good Fight, Hard Lessons from Searchlight to Washington. I should mention that uh, Senator Reid comes to town tomorrow to the Free Library at 12 noon at 1901 Vine Street, and uh, he'll participate in a conversation there, and you may want to go down and extend your greetings. Hey, Senator, I read the jacket, and then I read the first half of the book, and, you know, it seems like everybody's got a story of their impoverished youth, and then midway through your book, I get a look at the house where you were born and raised. Holy smokes, this is like Jed Clampett stuff. Well, uh, I, I that's where I was born, spent a year or two there, then I moved down the road about 100 yards, and the house there <laughs> wasn't much better. We had a, My house there was made out of railroad ties. I don't know if you know what they are. They're the things along the railroads. We, they were used railroad ties. My dad put 
a coat of stucco on it, but he never covered the chicken wire or whatever you called there. It wasn't much to look at it, but uh, it did the did the trick, I guess. I'm thinking there's no internet access in the uh, in the place where where Harry Reid grew up. No, we had a, we we didn't even have a toilet access. We had to walk down the road to go to the toilet. Thirteen brothels, no churches. No, we didn't know when I grew up there. There was never a religious service held. It's interesting. You know, as we look back, and I talk about this book a little bit that I wrote, um, I kind of smile because <laughs> even when I think about it, it's funny that <clears throat> I learned to swim in a bordello swimming pool. Only, we only had one in town. Uh, today, well, today they call that a jacuzzi, Senator. Yeah, well, it was a little bigger than a jacuzzi, but not much, <laughs> but that's where I learned to swim. Uh, and there are a lot of characters in this community where you you, you got John Silveria. He's the lawman, right? Yeah, he, Big John, we called him. He he, he carried his gun uh, in uh, his glove compartment or in his back pocket. Uh, but he he was a <clears throat> someone that taught me a lot. There was a somebody was killed out on the highway, drunk and driving too fast. So he said, "Get in the car." He took me and my friend. And he says, here, see this guy? He, he was laying on the, he was dead. He said, this is what happens when you drink and drive. I've never forgotten that. Took you over and showed you the, the corpse. Oh, yeah, he was laying right there by, by the car. He's out, so he had thrown him out of the car, and he was there. All right, but the, the, but the man responsible for taking uh, Senator Harry Reid off a, a perhaps a path of crime was one Willie Martello. Now, tell everybody, who was he? Willie was the same guy that built the swimming pool for the, the girls, the, the, the <laughs> prostitutes, and... One time, my friend and I came over. I was in high school, and uh, he had a bunch of bottles stacked up outside one of his places. So we grabbed a couple of cases and took them to, you know, get the money from them. We, I'm sure, we smiled and we thought we were pretty sharp. Um, uh, next time I came to Searchlight, Willie saw me and he said, uh, "They called me Pinky." He said, "I want to talk to you." He said, uh, "I saw you. I, I, I or say, I don't know if he saw, but somebody saw you take those bottles." He said, "I could have turned you in." gotten you in big trouble, taking a juvenile home. He said, I want you to be honest. He said, you've got some potential in life, and I never want to see you do anything like that again, okay? I said, okay. He really did teach me that not, uh, that may sound uh, funny to your listeners, but boy, that sunk in my mind like nothing ever had up to that time. He's, he's, uh, you'll pardon me for this, Senator, but he's, he's the local whoremonger. Well, yeah, he was, he was the biggest. There were others, but he was the biggest. And he, he was, he also on Christmas, Willie gave all the little waifs of Searchlight, you know, a little $5. We had $5, which was a big deal. It's an incredible story that you tell in this uh, in this new book. And, of course, you talk about a, a lot of uh, a politics and offer perspectives on different individuals with whom you're, you, you have served. Hey, well, one more anecdote about a, a well-known uh, Nevadian, at least for a time period, Howard Hughes. Now, you, uh, you never actually met him uh, eyeball to eyeball, right? No, no one met Howard Hughes, but I had the— But tell, tell that story, Senator. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I had good fortune. Uh, he had— Come to and really save Nevada. He moved to the Desert Inn, uh, where they thought for a day or two. And he finally wound up. They wanted him out, and he said no. And he said, "I'll just buy the hotel," which he did. He was uh, really eccentric. And uh, the governor of the state of Nevada, the new governor, said, "I'm going to revoke all the licenses unless we have a meeting with the law is that the licensee has to appear before the gaming authority." So I spent several months with the so-called Mormon Mafia. He had five or six people around him that took care of everything. There were Mormons, and he had one Catholic, John Holmes. 
And I went around, uh, took it all over the country, arranging a meeting with Governor O'Callaghan and Howard Hughes and the head of the Gaming Control Board, Phil Hannafin, in London in his hotel room. And I arranged that, and um, Governor O'Callaghan was very, very good. He had an hour-and-a-half-long meeting with him, but never talked about his personal appearance to anyone other than me. But Mike and I always kept that confidential. He was a... Uh, uh, he just spruced himself up, but he was even at that time a little unusual, to say the least. This was at a time when he'd become a total shut-in, emaciated, oh, yeah. the long fingernails, and, and all that stuff that uh, that we've since read about elsewhere. That's right, yep. Uh, you served uh, with a lot of different presidents. You tell a story in your book about uh, Ronald Reagan uh, relative to Nicaragua. Will you share that with <laughs> folks in the Philadelphia area? Because I think I, they'll I, get a kick I, out of it. I think it so portrays Ronald Reagan. We He invited three or four... Democratic congressman down to the Oval Office. Now, I'd never been to the Oval Office before. I was a member of the House of Representatives at the time, and uh, Vice President Bush was there and all of his staff. And one of the congressmen, Ken Jorsky, from, uh, I think he's from Pennsylvania. Oh, he is, northeastern and, Pennsylvania. And, and he says to the president, Mr. President, I'm afraid you're going to invade Nicaragua. And the President Reagan, without hesitating a second, shot back and said, I'm not going to invade Nicaragua, but I want those sons of bitches going to bed every night thinking I'm going to. <laughs> that was Ronald Reagan, short and to the point. Uh, I think there's a good lesson in that. I mean, that cowboy image is something that he played. Unfortunately, it's been played without the effect by uh, by the current occupant. No, uh, Ronald Reagan, I didn't agree with a number of the things he did, but I had such admiration for him. Because if you look at his first term as president, yeah. he, it, was, it was executed about as well as anyone could. Uh, the second term wasn't as good because a lot of the people who were around him at the time started going out into cabinet offices and other places. And he, he, Ronald Reagan knew who he was, and he knew he needed people around him that could help him get where he wanted to go. Uh, that's, uh, in my mind, the makings of a very, very good executive. Senator, you're critical of uh, the Bush administration, particularly relative to Iraq. Here's a question I wanted to ask you. you. You owe, in my view, and you'd probably agree, the role of Senate Majority Leader to the discontent that ex- existed in the country in 06 about the war in Iraq. So what do you say in 08 when folks say you didn't shut it down? I feel the disappointment of the people in uh, America, but let me just say very quickly to your listeners. Before the nine new Democratic senators sworn in, Tim Johnson of South Dakota got very sick. He was in a coma for five weeks. He was out of work for 10 months. My majority dropped to 50 to 49. That was 50 Democrats, 49 Republicans. And then, with Joe Lieberman voting with the Republicans on the war, votes with us on everything else, but the war, I had no majority. I was 49. They were 50. We've had 37 votes. I don't regret any of them to change course in the war in Iraq. And even though we have not been able to get our troops home, we've been able to focus on this. We've gotten armor for our troops that they didn't have. We've gotten up-armored vehicles that they didn't have. We've done great things with the veterans coming home to alleviate the scandal Walter Reed. So I agree with the American people. Gee, I wish we could have done more, but I just told you the numbers, and numbers don't lie. May, may I tell you my pet peeve with this administration, and it comes from one who supported George W. Bush in both 2000 and 04, and I served in his father's administration. You ready for this? I am. It's the non-hunt for bin Laden and Ayman al-Zawahiri. I, I'm so appalled that we have outsourced the hunt to Musharraf, that we've paid him $80 million a month, and he has no incentive to get it done. And, Senator, nobody even talks about it. 
Well, we try to talk about it. I think, you know, we had the guy trapped at Tora Bora, and we took our eye off the prize and headed for Iraq instead of staying there. Afghanistan is our problem. We've got to take care of that country. That country has the basic foundation of a democracy, and we can do something there. And I think the situation in Iraq is much different. Uh, We should not have taken our eye off Osama bin Laden, who's who's an evil man thumbing his nose as as you and I speak. Right, but but respectfully, Senator, what about those tribal areas in in Pakistan? I read a GAO report within the last ten days that said we have this government has no federal comprehensive plan to deal with ridding those tribal regions, the FAFTA, of Al Qaeda. The uh, you know I can't get into the secret stuff, but uh, I wish there were more. Uh, you know the answer is let's let's cut through all this. Yeah, come on. We're not we're not doing enough. Right. You know, we're not doing enough. We're spending five thousand dollars a second in Iraq. Couldn't we spend a few bucks to buy off those tribal people? Yes. And put this guy's yeah. head where we want it. Yeah. Shouldn't there be Pat Tillman like heroes wearing burkas, spreading cash, and trying to figure out where the hell Bin Laden is and kill him? Can Harry Reid and I agree on that? Five thousand dollars a second. Let's take a few of those bucks and go after that. Whoops! I didn't. I don't want to swear in a band. Let's go after that rat. Yeah. I wish somebody would say it on a on a national level who's running for president. I mean, Obama has come the closest. Well, we we've got this. This is an embarrassment to our democracy. Yes, yes. Thank you, Harry Reid, for that. Hey, what what's the uh, what's the end game here with this super delegate thing? Before you leave me, please tell me how it all ends. June third is the final primary. A couple of days, Obama has to make his case to the super delegates that are not committed at that time. Clinton has a couple of days. We'll have a five-month general election. That's long enough. But this thing's over, isn't it, at this at this stage? I mean, I'm not going to ask you what you're going to do as a super delegate, but really, aren't we in the, the, the final hours now? Well, you know, I'm doing my best to stay neutral. I'm going to continue to do that, even though you're pushing me real hard. All right. Well, Harry Reid's coming to town tomorrow. You ever spent any time in Philly? Yes, I have. I love Philadelphia. I, I My favorite memory of that was like in 1987, we came there to reenact the signing of the finalizing Great Compromise, you know, that led to this comp- Constitution uh, where we said that there's going to be a United States Senate, basically. So, no, I love Philadelphia. It's a place where I remember the Richie Ashburns of the world, and uh, I love Philadelphia. Uh, tomorrow at noon at the Free Library of Philadelphia, the Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid. Will you keep that Bin Laden thing front and center, please? I will do that, and also tell your listeners that in keeping with the Free Library, uh, I'm selling a few books, but every penny of it goes to charity, okay? I, I don't have any, I'm not making anything on it. All right, I respect that. My, I deal my, with the Ethics Committee. I cannot make any money on the book, okay? Appreciate you being here. Thank Harry Reid, thank you, sir. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.